This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Richard Serrett's Strange Planet, following the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from the Great White North and his studio beneath the stairs. Here's Richard. And welcome to another episode of Strange Planet. Great to have you aboard. And if you're looking for the video, you're going to find this one on Rumble. This one is going to be, um, I call this the Too Hot for YouTube series. And uh, we're going to say some words that will get you uh, demonetized, deplatformed from YouTube. So this will be on the, uh, the Rumble channel, Strange Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. God, school, 9-11, and JFK, the lies that are killing us and the truth that sets us free. That's it uh, pretty well where we're going in a nutshell with a, uh, a great writer and a deep thinker and a truth seeker, Bruce DeTorres. Bruce, welcome back. How are you? I'm great, Richard. Great to be with you. Thanks for the invite. And I look forward to also, you know, catching up with, with you. I want to go back a couple of weeks because by the time this airs, it'll be, uh, or airs. <laughs> and once this podcast goes live, as the kids say, uh, it'll be a couple of weeks since that incredible weekend we had with all these supposed incursions of uh, alien crafts of some sort over North America that we were told were shot down by F-35s and F-22s and whatever they end up being, whether they were surveillance balloons, uh, whether they were... I don't happen to believe they're extraterrestrials, but the point is, whatever they 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 were and are, they they were a real gift to uh, the Pentagon, to the, the Biden administration, to the uh, to NATO, whatever you want to call it, because uh, they they really provided a nice distraction for a lot of interesting things that were happening that same weekend. We had the. Um, um, Seymour Hirsch article come out, well, a little bit prior to that, but it was really starting to pick up steam. And this was the Seymour Hirsch article, Pulitzer Prize winning journalist who, uh, according to his source, the United States is responsible for bombing the Nord Stream uh, pipelines that was owned by Germany and, um, of course, was uh, delivering Russian natural gas uh, to Europe. We had the uh, 
report that in the uh, Jeffrey Epstein documents are going to come out that's going to hopefully, you know, expose some very high-profile people as pedophiles and so forth. Just, um, that's my very long-winded way of asking you, what did you make of what was happening that weekend when all of these supposed incursions were taking place over our airspace? Well, the alleged shooting down of ufos because i don't believe anything the mainstream tells me and i don't believe any official announcement from the pentagon or the white house and i have not for years nor should anybody else it reminded me of the staff person to warner von braun brown brown in the 70s he was the nazi scientist who developed our apollo program another rocketry for nasa and she claims that he said, after this Cold War thing is over, paraphrasing, um, the next war will be against extremists in the Middle East. Something that specific about that. And I believe then he said, then it'll be a medical emergency. And he's saying this in the context of, this will justify the perpetuation of the investment in the enormous and unnecessary military industrial complex. And he told her, and then they'll stage a UFO invasion. So Richard, this is happening inside the context of an amazing growing awareness of the harm of the COVID shots. And I've long feared that to distract us from that, they will gin up these type of things. And they definitely need something like a UFO threat to do what? To justify this gigantic and unnecessary military investment just on behalf of the United States. And then also to advance the agenda of locking us down, surveilling our every move for the sake of either dissenters among us or terrorists among us or enemies among us or domestic terrorists, et cetera, et cetera. That's from the hip. That's the first, that's the first thing. Now there's a deeper level of duplicity because I've seen, and I know for 70 years at least or more, the United States government has enormously invested in studying not only the UFO phenomena, I'm persuaded because I've seen them testify, quote unquote, in videos and interviews and in conferences, former insiders who describe how the United States government for decades has retrieved crashed UFOs and has reverse engineered the technology. And I believe it's someone as eminent in this field as Dr. Stephen Greer, who said easily 50% of all UFO activity and it happens daily around the world for decades, is probably man-made. Now, surround that with the 2017 admission by the Pentagon, we can't account for $21 trillion since 1999. Richard, what kind of technology has been developed? How easily could they snap their fingers, push the button, generate these catastrophes that quote-unquote eliminate a third of the world's population and justify locking down and rationing the rest so that's that's just about the amazing it 
you know, mainstream admission, oh, we shot down unidentified things over, I think, Canada and Alaska over that weekend. And and then the, you you had some other points, but I'm, I'm off in the clouds about the UFO stuff here. Well, yeah, that that um, whatever that ends up being, it, doesn't, it almost is secondary to the fact that they have, they uh, have cultivated a, a society of magpies and they have us scrolling, you know, we're scrolling endlessly like hamsters on a wheel. They say, okay, now look at this over here. Never mind the, uh, the Jeffrey Epstein document that's coming out. Never mind the Nord Stream pipeline. Never mind uh, the latest Twitter file dump. We want you to focus on this. We've got you. We've got aliens for you, folks. How do you like that? Isn't that? I mean, you with your, you know, your knowledge and your experience and the multiple conversations, uh, you know, with many, many people you've had, you see that, you get that, and it's wonderful that the internet lets you and I find other folks who are so informed and so committed to discussing as much "quote unquote" truth as we we can find because it's ever evolving because we'll never see the big picture. We'll never know everything. And that's what makes your perspective and mine, I think valuable is because we've got open minds and we're just plain curious, you know, and I like to think we hear these new shocking claims and mentally we put comma, maybe after it, every time we're told this definitely happened or this definitely happened, whatever. And we are, run ragged we are exhausted we're fire hosed missing this he said she said and obviously to me it's to divide and conquer us it's to it's to divide us to the extent to the individual level where we we don't we're so confused the average person could be so confused even if they just watch the mainstream news about why are these nonsensical horrible things happening that are causing nothing but strife and division among us the, the gender agenda alone fulfills that function. And I'm just going to stay addicted to my alcohol or my drugs or my video game or my Netflix series and earn as much as I can at whatever job I can get and just do what I'm told. And don't even imagine I could try to figure it out, let alone articulate it or bring it up in an intelligent way at the dinner table or with my teenage kids or with my coworkers who just want to talk about the Super Bowl. It's a heck of a challenge. It seems to be changing though, or maybe I'm being um, a bit of a, I don't know, a Pollyanna. It seems to be that more and more people are waking up to the fact that it's not right versus left anymore. It's more like big versus small. It's, um, small town versus, I don't know, uh, Davos. It's, um, the ruling, the ruling class versus the rest of us. People are, are maybe, I think they're starting to see through that a little bit, like never before. And you're, you're right. And I am seeing that too. And thank you for reminding me that because, you know, in, in a full spectrum scan of what's going on in contemplation, you reminded me a number, a couple of weeks ago, at, or more or less around the same time, I think Sweden, I think Thailand, and I think Ecuador at the governmental level are threatening to cancel their contracts with Pfizer. Hmm. And I, maybe action's already happened by now that cracks their immunity. So someone very authoritatively say, 
if one of those countries does it, it's some kind of a global agreement that would allow people in America to sue Pfizer through that legal opening or effort in one of those countries for compensation for harm from the COVID shots. So that's good news. That's an evolution of, but it's see the same thing. It circles back to the beginning. The threat of a mass awakening makes all the more likely nuke a city like Vegas, blame it on Putin, blame it on China, blame it on domestic you know, terrorists because they like the constitution and we're, we're distracted and we're off and running to, uh, you know, whatever they want us to, to be driven to. Right. Yeah. The stakes, the stakes are higher than ever. This isn't, um, a bunch of Warren report skeptics who are questioning, you know, whether Oswald acted alone, the stakes are even bigger than that. I mean, you could say, well, that's where it started or, that was a symptom of, but now what are we looking at? 14 million people worldwide just from the so-called virus. Uh, how many of those were killed by the ventilators and mm. died, whatever. And, and then on top of that, you're looking at the excess mortality from mm -hmm. so now the stakes are so big. How do they paper over that? Except with a bigger distraction, world war three. Yes, it's very binary. It's it's very logical. It's all I've got time to kind of frame it just like that. And the um, I think it was Steve Kirsch recently or one of these guys that I'm on their feeds, you know, showed some kind of, I think, a peer-reviewed study saying the figure killed by the shot is 13 million. Hmm. Now that's that's I hedge that because I'm working out of memory here, but I do believe that that's what I took a minute to read, you know, more or less carefully. I would steer anyone to Naomi Wolf's great site, dailyclout.io, to do a deep, quick dive into her team's analysis of the I think fifty-five thousand Pfizer documents that were forced out by by the courts, and of course her great book, The Body of Others: The New Authoritarians. COVID-19 and the war against the human. Just the introduction is worth more than most whole books about other stuff. She's a phenomenal, uh, indefatigable researcher and passionate ex you know, explainer of what, what she's found. And no joke, it's like you described. It's of an enormity of unprecedented proportions. Literally a Holocaust survivor, Vera uh, Shavaz, I believe, is making videos and documentaries for childrenshealthdefense.org, Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s site, along the lines of never again is now, meaning the atrocities of the Nazi German Holocaust are writ large now around the world in the name of COVID and these shots. So what a mighty interesting time to be alive. Scary. <laughs> Chilling, really. Uh, especially, you know, for, well, for everybody, uh, I have, I have a 16 year old boys. Um, I started to do a, a, a daily radio program in Toronto on a terrestrial radio where I can't believe I'm allowed to say the things that I say. And every day I go in there thinking, okay, this is going to be my last show, uh, just to talk about all of this stuff. Um, you know, it's, it's, 
I guess the big question is, you know, there are so many hills to die on. Which hill do we, <laughs> which hill do we pick? Yeah, I would default to our own individual personal sanity. I am a big believer that I can't imagine being a human. I wouldn't have survived my years without getting up early in the morning and journaling and reading and writing and trying to figure myself out. And that's the ancient advice, know thyself, because it does lead to having a spiritual imagination. There's a reason why spirituality is always with us. It always occurs to us as societies and as individuals, and it's reflected in poetry, and it's reflected in art, and it's reflected in the timeless texts that get passed down through the ages. And he said dramatically, for the last hundred years, dovetailing with cutting-edge quantum physics about the effect of your intentions and mind on literal reality. The best-case scenario, according to your friend Bruce, everybody, is this is an entirely mystical, mysterious, spiritual realm. And according to, I'm going to say, everyone who had a near-death experience died for a while, experienced amazing things, came back and described what they saw this is a this is a very tiny weird little adventure we're having we being eternal unharmable souls of complete peace joy and love and that's what we experience when we look in the eyes of someone we fall in love with our children our dogs our cats and also the ecstasies we experience with art, lots of music, and in nature, and what the indigenous tribal cultures tell us and try to teach their kids. The earth is your mother. The sky is your father. The moose and the deer and the fish are your brothers and sisters, and all your ancestors are here. And all they want you to do is love everyone and everything as yourself, because there is only one. Richard, that's what I've spent 30 years filling myself with and that was before i encountered all this truth behind the scenes that was before 9 11 and it has come together i will say as it has for many of the great researchers who dig into this this is literally david ike's entire left foot and right foot you know the powers that be are lying to us but it's kind of okay because we're totally responsible. We are eternal spirits who chose this. I think for the, for the challenge of playing hide and seek with ourselves, knowing it's going to be scary as beep until we figure it out. But don't worry. I've left tons of clues in what looks like ancient texts for thousands of years and in the goosebumpy connections you'll make with other people when you connect with them on a soul spiritual level. So get some popcorn, sit back and enjoy the movie. Yes. And try not to freak the F out. Try not to, you know, pee in your pants with like, don't try to take it so seriously, which is so hard because as kids, it's intensely personal. And she did this and I did this. And well, I had to do that. Well, he made me do that. You know, we're all, we're at the mercy of our explosive emotions. Bruce, we're going to take a quick time out, come back and uh, discuss further. It's Kaylee. 
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. The truth will set you free. 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 But first, it will really tick you off. Welcome back to Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. Bruce de Torres, God, School, 9-11, and JFK, the truth, sorry, the lies that are killing us and the truth that sets us free. Uh, I want to uh, I want you to spend a few moments and tell us what you're doing um, over at Trinday Publishing. You've got a roundtable there about world peace and economic justice. Yes, that's a monthly live Zoom that we publicize the invite to publicly on social media. We record it and then they go up on a YouTube channel called Valediction Vision. And the latest one was Roundtable 16. Describe with a presentation on sacred rule economics by Alana Hartsock. And these are monthly. This is the 16th. We're working on this coming up. The 17th is coming up soon. But what the team led by co-authors and husband and wife, Paul Fitzgerald and Elizabeth, to uh, Elizabeth Gould in partnership with Trinday publisher, Chris Milligan have used these roundtables to begin to develop and draft a plan for world peace based on economic justice, specifically the economics of an American named Henry George from the 1800s. And if you get to that YouTube video and see in the notes, there should be plenty to guide you to his work. The best I can describe it is and this is, this is how Georgists describe it, and Alana Hartsock particularly, it was an ancient understanding that the earth 
and its resources belong to everybody. The ability to grow food, the ability to access the water that we need to survive. And in medieval or pre-medieval, in the royal times in Britain, this was understood in the concept of the commons. And the battle with the people trying to maintain access to the commons and the tyranny was roping off the lands and the forest just for royal prerogative. And that uh, is not discussed. That's little known. And these type of economics were a discovery to, to we in the round table, who are all people of many decades, most of us, wow, we've, we've never heard of this. But as we dug into it, Paul and Liz have put it front and center into their plan for world peace because in a nutshell, the, that kind of, uh, those kind of economics could provide uh, the basis for world peace. Now, what are we up against? We're up against the elites and their entire global control and all their institutions of power. But it's actually practical. I, I'm not. I'm not able to explain it well enough for anyone to say, "Gee, I want to. I want to get behind that." But I encourage folks to to dig into it wherever I've just led you, because. There are local governments at the township level and the county level, and even there are, there are state measures around the United States and also in other countries. Pennsylvania is a great example. I think Baltimore, wherever they have restructured the land zoning, it's all about taxing the value of the land, not taxing your income and not taxing how, how you've invested to improve your property. So it's not if you've built a house, that's not what gets taxed, it ought to be. How valuable is the land that you own, where it is in terms of how valuable it is to the society? And I've seen, but I can't report accurately, where that gets adjusted, it relieves the tax burden off the citizens and it fills the coffers. And a city, I know this example, like Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, 40 years ago was one of the most depressed and poverty stricken in the United States. And they had a mayor come in who implemented policies along these lines. And within a number of years, he completely turned it around into prosperity. So it's tangible. And that's what everyone's, you know, we're, I'm very excited about it, even though I can't even, you know, I can't pass a test on it, but I could explain it only that well. But that's what those, that's what those roundtables are about. Trying Day, of course, is a little independent publisher for the last 20 years, putting out books that the corporate media won't put out, well-researched, some of the most, you know, landmark books exposing you know tons of you know perfidy and corruption behind the scenes um one of your the authors over at trying day is um whitney webb uh hopefully we're going to get her on uh this this podcast soon i've put the uh the call in for whitney uh one nation under blackmail the uh, the sordid union between intelligence and organized crime that gave rise to jeffrey epstein 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 um, the, uh, that crazy weekend I was, we were talking about earlier with the, uh, the UFO flap, whatever those things were, they provided a lot of distraction. That was one of those stories I, I mentioned that, uh, it's, uh, become known that within a month, apparently there's going to be an Epstein document that comes out and, and hopefully it won't be too heavily redacted and there will be names, um, names named, and we will, we will hear perhaps very high profile public figures, some of them perhaps even beloved public figures, will be outed in this document. Uh, I haven't read Whitney's book yet. I haven't spoken with Whitney yet, but um, um, 
Are you, would she be optimistic that this is going to come to light? Are you optimistic that this is going to come to light? This is the first I'm hearing of it, Richard. I don't know how she would feel about it. And can you tell me where you saw that and who supposedly is releasing it, this I document? Saw, ah, that's a good, um, it, it, um, while you're looking for that, I will say in case in my excitement, I forgot to mention, I'm trying to publishing's marketing director. So I, I, yes, I have an interest in pushing the books, but I hope it's, it's plain to everyone watching and listening. I'm just maniacally excited about books that find and report the truths we're not supposed to see because I'm outraged by being lied to by my representatives and all institutions of power that supposedly work for the good of mankind. And yet it's documented how criminally they abuse and literally kill innocent people. Um, I don't know if you found anything you want to mention. I could keep talking about One Nation, the book. Um, uh, yeah, we'll, I'll get to that. I mean, I'll, I'll uh, yeah, I just wanted to uh, mention this. So let me just read this. Um, the Daily Mail in the UK reported that material, uh, uh, the last batch of documents with the names of those associated with deceased financier Jeffrey Epstein will be uh, unsealed in the near future, according to media reports. The material is expected to be made public in the coming months, nearly four years after Epstein took his own life, har, 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 while incarcerated in a New York federal correction facility. The documents are expected to contain the names of associates, victims, and employees connected to Epstein. They refer to, quote, alleged perpetrators of those accused of serious wrongdoing, as well as law enforcement officers and prosecutors. So there you go. There's a story in the Daily Mail uh, reporting that this... These uh, documents are supposed to be released in the coming months. Uh, you know, one gets, you know, hope springs eternal. You know, I'll leave it at that. And now I'll say, uh, you know, Epstein was arrested in 2019 and we were told he died and killed himself in August 2019. And two months later, they did the pandemic uh, exercise rehearsal. And then by the end of the year, they rolled out COVID to us. And one, I had to wonder, gee, but I think COVID was longer in planning. Quick little tangent. By the end of 2019, just when COVID was coming out on the planet, I had already found and seen, and many others were reporting, gee, in the last 18 months, an unprecedented number of CEOs and high-ranking officials at gigantic corporations have resigned. They just walked away. And those are companies that had to be impacted or may have had to, you know, aid and abet the giant scam that was coming rolling out with COVID. So that's a fun little nugget I'll put out there for anyone who wants to, to look into. But COVID came out after Epstein was arrested and removed one way or the other. And was COVID, was part of the pulling the trigger for COVID to do to create a giant story that prevents the, the these type of documents from coming out. What do you what I the the, uh, the likelihood that something really incriminating that there's a really brave judge out there who's going to get it out there and that there's enough media out there that'll that'll push it around because if it incriminates the likes of a Bill Gates just for one, what false flag, Richard? Won't they shoot at us to just change the story? Yeah, they'll burn the whole house down. Yeah. 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 So what we, yeah, it's like every major historical 
event calamity is just an attempt to paver, pave paper over what came before. <laughs> Among many of its purposes, all of these things, and and I'm I'm unbelievably filled with you know Chris Milligan's interviews of his many authors for the last two years. I've been moderating Trine Days the Journey podcast. I'm like the Ed McMahon. Here's Chris Milligan, and today he's talking to so and so. And I kibitz, but I, and then I edit and I post it, but I get to listen. So if I haven't read all of Trine Day's books, and I certainly have it, I've listened and helped 117 uh, interviews with these with these folks. So the likes of a COVID story or 9-11 over your shoulder, your screensaver there is the wreckage at the World Trade Center. They have the major purpose, but it's piggybacked with tons of other things because the good news is, is these factions... These forces are not a unified front. They are factions. So maybe a lot of these false flags, it's not only to change the story of the investigation into the previous false flag, it could, maybe it's very random. You know, it's this frat house backstabbing, blowing up, sabotaging that frat house. And the Republican Party and the Democrat Party are nothing more than competing frat houses funded by the same scoundrels at the top and it's a blood sport to have those positions of power so it's a multiplicity of of agendas we who do the research like we alluded you know we, we, we put all the puzzles that we have pieces we can but we don't have all the pieces to the puzzles and wouldn't it be great if this document about Eb Epstein comes out it would be it would be great if we continue to learn more Whitney Webb if anybody is going to be right on top of it there's another author Nick Bryant who actually, I think, was the receiver of, his, of Epstein's Black Book. And he's the author of The Franklin Scandal and, uh, and other books. So there's people who are going to hound this, you know, and they're going to tell us quickly if the document comes out, what's its provenance, how likely is it authentic, and what new light it might shed on the story. Bruce, we'll take another time out. Stay with us. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Ladies and gentlemen, the captain has turned on the fasten seatbelt sign. We're now crossing a zone of turbulence. Please return your seats and food trays to their upright position and make sure your carry-on luggage is safely stowed. You're about to leave everything you know behind. This is Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. Strange Planet. And we're back with Bruce Del Torres, marketing director at Trine Day Publishing, the author of God, School, 9-11, and JFK, The Lies That Are Killing Us and The Truth That Sets Us Free. Uh, give my listeners kind of the elevator pitch for the book, Bruce. Uh, well, the, the truth that sets us free is that we are infinite and eternal spirits. I make the case about that. And it's also the truth behind these major topics you know, how the, the, uh, the idea of God has been used against us by organized religions to create obedience, the same with school. 
And 9-11, of course, is, is a great door into how corrupt the United States government has been for a century and more. And the assassination of John F. Kennedy, likewise. And that's my favorite chapter in the book, because to discover his the, the realities about his assassination is to discover how he why he was killed, which was his greatness, was that he confronted forces that kill to win in order to actually be a president of the United States, preserving and working for the Constitution, for the rights and the freedom of not only Americans, but for all humanity around the world. And then there's a chapter, Brief History of the United States, which brings in the uh, the influence, the reality of the Illuminati from the 1700s, how that agenda seems to have been threaded into the Masons and then Skull and Bones and then into the secret societies that place people into positions of power in the United States up to today. And then I was able to squeak in a new chapter called COVID-19 just before the book came out. It's only 175 pages. People can read all about it. I This is all I do is I invite people, read the amazing reviews at brucedetaurus.com. Decide for yourself if you want to get it. All right, there you go. Um, another project you're involved with, tntradio.live. Yes. About that. That's a, a 24-7 news talk uh, internet radio station launched a little over a year ago dedicated to free speech, dedicated to covering all of this, all these big real stories that the mainstream won't touch. And I've got a weekend show on Saturdays from three to six Eastern time. And uh, I launched a little over a month ago, mid January. It's an honor and a privilege. And the, uh, the, the, the other uh, presenters or hosts during the week and the guests that they bring on, it's cutting edge stuff about COVID, about Ukraine, about everything else. Is uh, Joseph Olson's involved in that, is he not? Well, that's a familiar name. I'm going to say yes, but I'm not certain. I think, um, yeah, he's uh, from, um, he writes, he's an engineer, writes for Principia Scientific, and they do some cutting edge stuff. And, I th and I've had Joseph on the program, and he's, he's um, mm. mentioned that, I think he's, well, he's been a guest on there a number of times anyway. Mm. Um, Let's see, where do we want to go to next? Um, I could ask you, why do you have that as your screensaver? The uh, rubble at the bottom of the Twin oh, Towers. It's, this is kind of my theme screen. So tonight, because you're the uh, honored guest, uh, that's up there. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I had William Sheehan on the program talking about uh, uh, the dark side of Bigfoot. So I had the <laughs> Sasquatch up there. Excellent. You know, it's my favorite. It's my go-to story to wake people up about the reality of 9-11. And I can do this real quick if I could, Richard. Please do. Please do. Okay. Millions believe that the floors of the towers pancaked and stacked because that's what they heard. Yes. Even after looking at a picture like that, the emperor has no clothes. Where, this are, where, are, the, where, are, the, where are the 110 floors it would be a rubble pile 40 to 50 stories high and then then you gotta i love to say this watch the videos of the buildings quote unquote coming down with the sound off watch it over and over and what you will see is explosions from the top down in sequence 
creating the illusion of descent. Nothing's collapsing, crushing, pushing down. They're being blown apart and demolished in, in midair. And there's my favorite screenshot. The emperor has no clothes. There were no stacks of pancake floors. Here we are uh, 22 years later, 20, 21 and yeah. a half years later. Um, it's funny. Uh, when I started my late night uh, radio program in 2000 and then a year later, uh, um, every Monday I would dedicate to 9-11. And we did the 10th anniversary and I think we did a 15th anniversary. And um, it's funny, you don't hear, you know, where the where's Richard Gage these days, architects for engineers, and where where are we at with nine eleven? It's like JFK. It's like it's, people don't want to hear about it anymore. Well, good for them because here we are. We're not letting it go, <laughs> and you know that's because it's our life. We get to talk about what we want to Richard, you and me, and the likes of us, and it matters. It just matters. Yeah, but where do we go to next with 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 nine eleven? Well, it reminds me of my Christian days. Tell the story, wake up and tell the story again, mm -hmm. and then find someone who hasn't heard the story and tell the story again. It's at dinner parties. It's wherever we can. Hey, do you know anyone who uh, believes that nine eleven was an inside job? And then you eat the next hors d'oeuvre and you just see what that rock in the compound of the lake did. You know. Hey, do you know anyone who's convinced that the uh, injections are caused are an intentional bioweapon meant to uh, kill and harm us? As you pick your cherry out of your dessert. Well, is it possible that all of the the nine eleven truthers and all of the the people that wrote books and all the people that appeared on podcasts and talk shows, uh, because they got it out there, is it possible? Okay, maybe we averted another nine eleven, but. They, they, I don't know, it morphed into COVID. Definitely. COVID dwarfs 9-11. This is, this is, this is their, this is their grand finale. Because if the harms continue to blossom in folks who took the shot as quickly as they did so far with the number who've been hurt and who've been killed, this is the story that will not go away. Now, let's say it subsides and it plateaus and it flatlines in terms of its harm. I think this has the possibility, the COVID injury claims and outrage has the possibility to still grow to the extent that they distract us with all the horrors we previously discussed as possible, if not likely. So COVID, I think, is magnitudes bigger than 9-11. And 9-11 at the time seemed bigger in magnitude than anything before it. So this is a great, you know, put your feet up by the fire and hash it out. Like, wow, you know, what could they do next? Anything. The answer is anything. These fiends. And then you look at the plans. You and I, you know, we've studied what the World Economic Forum and the sustainable development and the agenda 20 and the agenda 30 and, and all these things, you know, and we know like, wow. And you, and you see how they want to limit and control access and movability and 15 minute cities and electric vehicles. And, you know, to we who know what they've done in the past, I feel certain that is so they could turn it off. And if we post the wrong thing, they'll punish us. They'll limit our access to our ability to buy things. They'll get rid of cash if they have to everywhere they can. And the big laboratories of your country, Canada and Australia and the UK and every country is a, is a, is a, is a, is a laboratory. 
This is a Nazi experiment on a global wide scale. And, you know, thank God we still have the electricity and the computer connections to do these things on the internet. And you and I have to be prepared for any second for that false flag up oh, the internet's down or an EP, EMP blast from some so-called enemy. We don't have electricity for four months and we're all in queues and in lines to get our ration of food. And it's just face-to-face -face conversation by the bonfires about, well, you know, back in the days when I had electricity, I did, I had a podcast and I spoke to a lot of people and I learned this, that, and the other thing. And some people are going to throw banana peels at you, but a few others are going to say, tell me more about that. Cause I didn't think it was making sense. And it begins again. Yeah. Yeah. Like the monkeys throwing the bones around in 2001, you know. And what's cool, um, we have a, our opposition leader up here in Canada is Pierre Polyev, conservative. Uh, sometimes he talks a good game. We're not, I think the jury's still out. But um, he recently, in a big town hall meeting, I think it was in Windsor, someone asked him the question and he answered it. And he said, I will not support a digital identification system. I mean, imagine 20 years ago, getting a politician to first of all acknowledge that there was such a scheme. Now we have politicians who in terms, or in order to establish their bona fides with mm. population, they have to actually come out against a digital identification system or a central bank yeah. digital currency. I mean, that's progress, I think. Yes, and it reminds me of the hope that Donald Trump gave we who knew what was really going on because in his campaign and throughout the first years of his presidency, probably his whole presidency, he said things as real as I could have said them in terms of what was really going on. And like your candidate there, will he be allowed to get into a position of power saying such a thing like that? Once in a position of power, will he oh, well, now I've had to change my mind about it all along. It's it's just plain interesting, but you, no one's going to, you know, we just can't hang a hat on it. We're like, oh, he's definitely going to do this great thing if he gets in. Yeah, well, maybe. Well, at least, at least they're now talking about it. Amen. Oh, that's a great point. Absolutely. Yeah, and that is because of the popularity of this information on the internet. The mainstream for years has followed what real truth seekers and explorers have put out on the internet, definitely because... They're trying to maintain or create what little credibility they possibly can because there's a big percentage of you and I who really, really know what's going on, who just can't abide and don't swallow for a second official pronouncements or the mainstream you know, news. Bruce, a great pleasure speaking with you uh, again. Thank you so much for spending some time. As well being with you, Richard. Thank you very much for the invitation. God, school, 9-11 and JFK, the lies that are killing us and the truth that sets us free. Once again, how do we get a copy? At trinday.com. Read all about it at brucedetorist.com. A new Richard Serrett's Strange Planet drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Subscribe at strangeplanetpodcast.com.